This is episode number 13 with fitness entrepreneur Mo McClanahan. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life, as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, it's Michelle and welcome back to another episode. Thank you for tuning in today and for every episode that you've joined me for. I so appreciate your time and I hope you've gotten a lot of value out of these episodes. Today's episode is for those women out there who are looking to get fit and healthy. If you are somebody who tends to be either all in or all out when it comes to working out, then you're going to love today's episode. I have on Mo McClanahan. She is a police investigator who protects children from online predators. And four years ago, Mo found herself depressed, partially from postpartum after having her son and partially from the exposure to the cases that she was working as an investigator. Mo was at a real down point and she sought out help. And she got a fitness coach. And within a short period of time, she got fit. She focused on her nutrition. She changed the way she ate. And she found herself surrounded with a community of women that were holding her accountable. And her life changed. And it changed so much so that Mo realized this is what she wanted to do for other women. And so she, on the side, runs her fit club where she helps teach other women how to be fit and healthy and to stay motivated and to stick with routine in a way that works for them and their schedule. I wanted to share Mo's story because just like the other women entrepreneurs I've brought on, it's very unique. And she's actually the first woman I've interviewed who has a full-time job. So if you're out there in a job and thinking there was something else that you wanted to do, I think hearing Mo's story will be useful to hear how she's managing doing you know, an eight to five job every day that's really emotionally so taxing and also running this side business with the goal of retiring early from the police department. Because of the work that Mo does, I did ask her to share her best tips to protect our children from online predators. You don't need to take notes because everything is always on the show notes page. So today's can be found at thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 013. Again, that's thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 013. And every resource that we mentioned will be on there, including Mo's Instagram handle, which is where I follow her. And I find myself smiling every time I watch one of her Instagram stories. And if you do decide to check her out, I know you'll find her uplifting and fun and be sure to let her know that you learned of her on today's podcast. I do want to make a note that if you don't have children but are looking to get fit and healthy, the show is absolutely for you too. It just so happens that Mo's niche is working with moms, but the tips that she shares applies to any woman out there looking to up-level her fitness and make a routine stick. I do want to leave you all with a special freebie today that I created 
in honor of this episode because I know that so many women out there are struggling with putting themselves first. And it's a theme that comes up in this interview. And through my own online community, one of the things that you say that you're struggling the most with is your self-care. So I created a curated list of my best 52 self-care tips. To download them for free, all you have to do is go over to thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 013 for this episode, and you'll see the download both on the right-hand side or at the bottom of the show notes from this page. So on that note, let's get into the interview. Hey, Mo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so thrilled to have you on. It's been really fun. I've been watching your Instagram feed and we got connected through a women's empowerment group and I um, just find you interesting. I love your energy and your commitment to fitness. But what I learned about you is that you are a police investigator by day and also doing this fitness coaching. And so I'd love it if you could just tell us your story. Yes. So I have actually been a police officer for almost 19 years. And for the last six and a half, I've been an investigator working internet crimes against children. So I fell into fitness mainly for myself and being a new mom, I found myself just not having the time, not having the energy to get to the gym, to make fitness a priority. And I met who, who's my coach now. I met her through a mommy play date and we got talking about what she was doing and what was working for her and all the energy that she had. And at the time, I was also still suffering from some postpartum depression. And with the work that I do, working internet crimes against children, I was also falling into some depression with that and just kind of losing hope for the world. And when I tied in my own health and started getting healthier and having more energy, I got plugged into a community that really just brought light back to my day and just helped me combat the depression that I had and the anxiety so I could live a better life to also help my son have a you know better life and a happier mom. Wow, that's such a cool story and and I can imagine that based on the work that you do, that it would be incredibly draining emotionally and mentally. And yeah, I could imagine that you also would lose hope in the world. I mean, I try to tune out all of those stories sometimes because it weighs so heavily. So to do that day to day, I imagine is tough. So how how did um, fitness you know, become more of just something you were doing for yourself and now something that you're trying to build on the side and help other women do for themselves? Honestly, I just felt like once I started taking care of myself and learning the fundamentals of nutrition and lifting that fog from my mind that basically had me sitting still 
being okay with average and just settling for whatever came my way. Once that was lifted and I broke out of that self-made prison, I just couldn't imagine any other moms, you know, just sitting by knowing that I had a solution for them. So it just made me want to just yell from the rooftops, like the solutions that helped me so I could help so many other people live their best lives and then roll into, you know, their children living a healthier life. Yeah. So that's cool. So basically it, it awoke, it it woke up a part of you that had been missing, it sounds like. And, you know, I know that you shared uh, on a post that I read that you said that fitness saved your marriage and made you a better mom, pulled you out of depression and boosted your sense of self, which is all compelling reasons to want to work out. But can you take us back to those early days? Like, what did your life look like before you started uh, this fitness routine in your life on a regular basis? Honestly, it just kind of brought a little emotion to me just because having somebody else read that from my post that, um, it kind of hits back in the, some flashbacks into what I was dealing with. And a lot of it was, uh, so much insecurities within myself and not having confidence and, and lacking love for myself. And Mm -hmm. so looking back at past relationships, I always thought that there was something wrong with me that I was sabotaging everything. And then you know, then it came into my marriage and having that feeling that it was me sabotaging our relationship and that we just couldn't have that connection. I honestly just didn't know how long it would last that way. And I didn't want that for my son or for our family. And as I started getting healthier, the confidence came in and so did the self-love by adding personal development and the community of the those on my team and then all of the people that were helping once we're in these groups, just lifting each other up, that it made me believe that our marriage was made for more. And I truly knew that we were meant to be together. And so I knew I had to work on me and then that just opened up the communication with him. I lived so many years being fearful to talk about my feelings. And as it came to surface, I realized that the fear was kind of ridiculous and that like you wouldn't ever cross the next bridge until you actually opened up. And so that has been amazing for our marriage. And I never would have had the confidence to do that without having everything that came with fitness coaching, my community, and my own health. Yeah, that's so great. I mean, I think, you know, everything you said is really inspiring. And I think it's true when you care and tend to your body and your how you're eating and your mindset, everything does shift for the better. Um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Mo, and, you know, the women that I've featured so far and that I intend to continue to do are women who have, you know, launched something, you know, they had an aha moment and they started something. Now you are part of um, a group fitness program that's established. And, and, you know, the reason I wanted to 
talk about it, though, is because I think there are different ways to find that meaning and sense of fulfillment in your life. And so the fact that you're a full-time police investigator and now are so passionate about wanting to help other women, specifically moms, find that joy and that sense of confidence and self-love that you found and have committed to this, I think is a really amazing story. And I really commend you. Now, your husband is also, uh, is he a police investigator as well? I know he's in the police department. He was an investigator for the last seven years, and he recently uh, was hired on at the same department that I'm at. So he is currently on patrol. Okay. As we speak. (laughs) Okay, right. So you have different, so that's challenging. So he may be working at night, like, you know, an overnight shift while, you know, here you are, and I'm going to acknowledge this, it's 1030 at night for you on the East Coast, and you've showed up for this call. So, you know, this is what I'm talking about. You are so, I love it. So Mo Motion, you're right. Get Mo Motivated. Is yes. Your, right? Yes. Mo Motivated. Well, you are Mo Motivated to be sitting here with me at 1030 at night when you probably just want to be going to bed and have just had, you know, a tough day at work. And and so do you work traditional hours like a nine to five or does it change for you day to day? I do work uh, traditional hours from like eight to five. Um, Sometimes my position does require adjusting it a little bit because I do some undercover work and therefore we just adjust it. But for the most part, yes, it's eight to five and he works straight midnights now. Wow. That's so much. I really, I do, (laughs) I admire you, Mo. And so I guess I'm curious. So like when... Do you, when do you work out and when now you're coaching other women? So when is this all happening? Like what time of day? What does your day look like? So I actually wake up pretty early in the morning. Um, It's not very common. I actually get up at four in the morning and I have found that I just need that, what I call mom time. Like I just need some downtime. I have like a pre- workout meal and some water and I do some personal development. I channel in some gratitude and I look at who I need to reach out to during the day, like maybe on a lunch break, but I just look at my business and I look at my community who needs some extra love. And if there is questions from the day before, and then I have a virtual gym that I am the sole provider for. So I have to plug in at 5.30 every weekday. And I have my fit group that joins me virtually and we work out together. And then I am, right now we're doing a 20-minute program. So I'm in the shower by 7 and taking little guy to the bus stop right before I head to work. Wow. So I'm getting a really like a visual. So are you, so you're working out in one of your rooms and these women are working out in their living room or some room in their home. And are you motivating them? Is Mo motivating them? (laughs) Are you motivating them? Like, you know, while the, you're watching a, a common recording is, I'm just trying to understand how it works. Well, sometimes we'll do different workouts, but they all have access to their own fitness library. Uh, right now, we're, we all are doing the same program because it's brand new, and so we're all doing the same workout, but um, other days, it's just we hit mute. We kind of fellowship a little bit in the morning while we drink our little 
pre-workout drink and get some energy in us. And we just kind of talk about our kids and if anybody needs prayers, we'll talk about that. Uh, Sometimes we do personal development together. So we'll talk about a chapter in a book or whatever is going on in our life, just so we're always thinking of each other throughout the day. But the great thing about it is once we add new people on, they they'll come in and they're like, I know you were waiting for me. So they feel uh, accountable and they they show up when they normally wouldn't have. Yeah. So you just hit upon something that I think is hugely important. So I've been an empowerment coach for 17 years now, and accountability is essential to getting achieving what you want in life. I mean, it's just we, especially as women, will show up for each other before we will for ourselves. So um, I'm wondering, was that the shift for you? Because you said, you know, and it's normal. I think a lot of women have depression after pregnancy. I know I experienced um, some postpartum to undiagnosed. I would say I diagnosed myself, but um, I was, yeah, mama bear. And I read in a magazine or something that said, you know, if you're overprotective, that can be a sign of postpartum. And my daughter was a preemie. And so, um, yeah. And she was in the hospital for a couple of weeks after she was born, which is just a horrible feeling to leave the hospital without your child. And um, I think it, you know, it did set up some of that, those feelings. So I think all that's really, you know, it's just, I think many women are going to relate as they're listening if they've been through that. Um, but how did you, I, I kind of still want to go back because I think, you know, there's a lot of women out there who struggle with wanting to stick to a, a workout routine. And a lot of women will say, I'm either all in or I'm all out. So talk to me about, you know, what did it for you? Was it this accountability? Was it this structure? You know, what helped you? Was it a mindset shift? Like what changed that made you be able to stick to it and keep going? I would say it's kind of all of the above, but at the same time, it wasn't pressure to be structured. So I like to encourage women to not feel like they have to either give something up or have to do it the way that I do it. Like I always try to communicate that I can show up for my workouts because I have to. That's what helps my depression. And so the shift was mainly in the nutrition because of the energy. And I honestly felt like we had never been taught how to eat correctly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you're, you're told like, you know, have an apple a day to keep the doctor away. But I would think that having my vegetables meant having my lettuce and tomato on my hamburger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so not really thinking about nutrients. Like I just don't remember learning the basics. And so when I went from feeling down and dark to feeling like I was on cloud nine, like all the time, even people at work were like, Mo, you need to calm down because <laughs> I always had a smile. Like I literally made that shift of, of a person. So sometimes I refer to myself as the old Mo would have done this or that, but, um, it, it really was the, the physical feeling of, this is how I want to feel every day. And then the mind shift of adding some personal development and having the support of all the other women. Cause I was actually in a mom group 
and realizing that the mom guilt was very real and mm. that it wasn't just me because you tell we tell ourselves so much negativity and um, stuff that you would never tell somebody else. And so once I saw that other moms were having the same struggles, but still getting it done, like they had no excuse, like they had the excuses, but they overcame them. I said, I just kind of compared myself to them saying, well, they have like a reason not to do it. I don't really have that reason. So I have to do it, you know, if they're doing it. So it was just nice. And then always having that support by people cheering you on, like people you didn't even know cheering you on. And, and so it really was a combination of all of them. So I think that's also great. I mean, I, I love the idea of the community and the support, especially with women supporting other women. I love that. Like, love, love that. Um, but so let's say there's a woman who's listening and she's thinking, uh, you know, I don't know where to start. I can't get off the couch. Like I do some days and I don't others and I just can't motivate myself to just make this stick. You know, what advice would you give to that woman? I always say just try to do one thing new each week. Just pick one thing that you either want to give up that's not healthy, like kick one unhealthy habit, and two, let's think of one habit to to uh, start and and just go from there. And a lot of times it's just cutting out soda, you know, something simple like just, okay, you drink three sodas a day. Can you try two? And just and then them having that feeling of accomplishment of something that small just compounds. And so once they start feeling good about a small win, which we celebrate small wins, big wins, everything in between, then they just, they start motivating themselves. And that's really where the key is, is finding what trigger with inside of them that will make them want to, to try something new the next day. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And so how long have you been working out consistently now, Mo? About four years now. Okay. And Okay. And I'll, I'm sorry. And I'll tell you that I actually was an athlete. So I've been an athlete since I was five. Always, I've played soccer all the way up until I got married. And so ath- athletics was not difficult for me and I enjoyed running, but I never had the positive self image. I never felt comfortable in my skin and I wouldn't say I worked out regularly. I, I ran a lot, but uh, I never felt the way I do now. And so what So what was that transition like then? So what made you not kind of, you know, what got you into the place where you were, you know, not taking care of yourself anymore and making time? Was it when you became a mom? Is that what changed it? It was right before, because I remember having this very desperate pit in my stomach feeling, and it was before the wedding, that I was laying on the couch, just feeling very depressed. I couldn't even tell you why. I had seasonal depression since teenage years, not diagnosed either, (laughs) and um, family diagnosis. And so I just remember I hit, I saw this ad for a pill. And as soon as I hit 
the send button after putting in my credit card for this miraculous pill, I knew that something wasn't right. And I called them up immediately, canceled it. They wouldn't let me cancel. I had to call the credit card company and say, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't want that. <laughs> but I just knew that something had to, to change. And I tried to, I did try to do some workouts. And ironically, um, it was a program that's similar to what I'm doing now, but I didn't know at the time. And, you know, it just, I didn't have anybody. I was just doing it on my own. And so, um, once the community came around, these are women that I, I would never, I've never met in person for over a year. And then once I did, like, it's just the energy around them. I wouldn't want to go another day without being around these women. I think that's so beautiful. And, you know, the truth yeah. is for anyone listening, grab a friend, you know, grab, yeah. uh, you can even do one of my best friends sent me a 30 day yoga challenge because she knew I wanted to explore doing more yoga. And so every day she's in New York and I'm in California, you know, we'd email and say, she's like, I did it. And I wrote back, I did it. And knowing that, <laughs> yeah, and she was three hours ahead. So she would have yeah. finished in. So it is absolutely motivating knowing that you're doing it together, even though you're doing it 3000 miles apart. So um, exactly. I think it's so, it's so powerful. Um, you know, I know that you have a vision and you touched upon it a little bit earlier to help not just bring nutrition and fitness awareness to women, to moms, but also for kids. Can you talk about this idea of healthy heroes? That's a program that I know is part of your longer term vision for yourself and your business. Yes. And I'll tell you that the whole idea behind healthy heroes is, is really when it came to myself and my own lack of confidence and insecurity, I started looking at the cases that I was working and the victims that I was having to interview, the ones that were in person and those children that were going online and being victimized on through the internet by predators that the common denominator was low self-esteem insecurity. And my mindset is right now is empowering the mom so they can empower their children. But after once I retire, I really want to impact the children and have this healthy hero program launched where we're talking about health in so many different areas, like your mindset, uh, nutrition, exercise, and leadership within themselves. And so they can start just loving themselves at an earlier age. So they are less likely to look for the attention or what they feel like is love by who most likely is a predator online. Well, since you raised that, and I love the mission of Behind Healthy Heroes, and I applaud it and support your desire to put that out there and support these children. Um, but let's talk about helping moms, um, since what you do is, you know, investigating these online predators. What tips can you offer up, you know, maybe just two or three or, you know, for parents out there, what, what do they need to know to protect their children um, from these people? What, what, what are the things that they should be aware of and put in place? 
Well, my number one tip is that children under the age of 13 really should not have smartphones, um, mainly because smartphones are computers and the reason they would be using them is for social media. And social media actually has guidelines that they shouldn't, that they have to be 13 years or older. So that's like my number one. Um, but honestly, from there, if you do choose to allow your children to have the smartphones, communication is number one. Communicate the dangers, communicate what they should do if they were ever approached or if something didn't seem right by somebody online, just to always allow the child to feel comfortable to report anything. And another tip is that prior to giving your child a device, a lot of times I hear the parents say, well, I don't even have that kind of phone, but I got you know a good deal on it, so I gave it to them. I always say, know how the device works prior to giving it to the child. Know how the settings are, whether or not you can turn the camera off. Like on iPhones, you can actually turn a camera off and set it for a certain timer. And the only way to turn it back on is through your own password. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yes. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, that's a big one because that's really where the problems are. And you know, I'm seeing it more in with the apps. I mean, these apps have disappearing photos. Um, mm -hmm. I'm 100% against Snapchat, mm -hmm. anything like Kick. Um, What's it called? Kick, K-I-K. Okay. Uh, Facebook now has secret messages mm. that I learned doing undercover work. I didn't um, know that either. I'm not really on Facebook, so I, I don't know right. enough about it, but... And but that, your kids could be on it. That's the thing. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm on it, but I didn't even know that. <laughs> so the problem with the secret messages or the disappearing photos or you know, any of those types of apps is as law enforcement, if your child is victimized, we can't obtain that evidence. Wow. And so it really hinders our investigation and leaves that predator out to to prey on somebody else. Yeah, that's it's 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 tricky, you know, because you want to it's a you know have your child be able to be connected to their friends in certain ways, but at the same time, I feel like the the desire for this stuff is starting so young, and so it's like, whoa, let's put on the brakes. And I I have to say within my community, most of the moms feel the same way and are not rushing. But then there's always the one kid who gets the phone and then, well, so-and-so has the phone. So let's talk about the communication piece on that because I do think that that is critical. Now, when you see these poor kids with, you know, you said low self-esteem can be a real big one. You know, all I can think about is like, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eight, you know, middle schoolers probably being really mm -hmm. vulnerable. Is that probably the target age? I kind of feel like the 11, 12, 13 year olds. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. just my assumption. Yes, you have great communication, but at some point, what if your kids stop talking to you? Like, how do, like, what advice can you give around communication? Because, yes, we always say, please, you know, communicate. And I'm sure a lot of the parents out there do the same thing. You know, you could always tell me, but, 
there might be friends who are influencing that too. Well, well, don't tell your mom, but let's go do this. So how do you, how do you, what do you advise around that? Absolutely. So number one, don't be afraid for making rules, like have strict rules. Uh, If you remember when laptops first came out, we were always educated to have that in a common area in the home. Stop letting kids take it into their bedrooms because of the web cameras. And I think as we transition to the tablets and the cell phones, that education went out the door. Mm. And so parents are allowing children having their phones in their bedrooms and the bathrooms. And Uh. so make rules to always have the phone in common areas. And at night, the parents have the phone. And that way, a lot of the stuff that goes on is happening during the night when parents are asleep. But if they are, say, at a friend's house and or if they're at school and you want to just make sure that you can monitor them, there are apps out there. So some of the apps that I like to recommend are My Mobile Watchdog and net nanny and then right. there's so one n-e-t-n-a-n-n-y and just Correct. for everyone listening i'm gonna have all of these on the show notes page for this episode so you can just go and find all the resources that mo and i talked about yes, um perfect. so my mobile watchdog and net yes. nanny yeah yep and then there most of your phone companies will also have parental guidelines as well, like parental monitoring that you pay a little extra for. So you can turn off their data after certain times, or now the iPhone has that screen time. So you can go in as the parent and set the screen time, say they only get two hours a day and you can set that up and that once it turns off, they have to have the password. Yeah, no, this is so good. Thank you, Mo. I mean, I, it's great because you have the expertise. Of course, I'm going to ask you. I mean, it's, I think, for anyone out there who has children will appreciate these, these tips. And just to have the awareness because, you know, depending on what age your kid is, if they're toddlers, you're not really thinking about this stuff. But at some point before you know it, you will have to. Um, or if you already have a tween, you know, maybe it's time to think about what they what they have access to and is there a better way to do it or just to start reconnecting on that better communication. So um, before we wrap up, Mo, I am wondering, um, can you leave the women listening with your three best tips to empower themselves to be healthy and strong like you have created in your life? Sure. I would love to, Michelle. Thank you for asking me those for those because so many times you just want to put it to the side, especially as moms, that we put everybody else first, but instead of ourselves and thinking that that's what the mom thing is to do. But what I have learned is that you can't pour what you don't have. So you have to fill your cup, which includes nutrition, um, having that energy through exercise. And once you fill your cup, then let the love that is running overflow into your family. And for me, I just think, again, is the having a community, positive community, having somebody do it with you, like 
We're not made to do hard things alone. So finding that community, getting into a nutrition plan that works for you, and giving yourself grace as you move forward through this journey of finding your best self. I love that. That's also great. Mo, where can people find you? Because um, in case they want to learn more about your work and get some inspiration from your Instagram feed, which I always find so entertaining, where, where can they find you? I am Mo McClanahan on most everything. So at a website, momcclanahan.com. My Instagram is Mo McClanahan, and it's M-O-E McClanahan. And then Facebook is Mo.McClanahan. Great. And again, I'll link all of that up in the show notes. Um, I love that you've shared your journey with us today. Um, Thank you for taking the time, especially when it's so late for you. Um, What time do you usually go to bed, Mo? If you're up at four... Yeah, I usually go to bed about 10, 15 or so. I I shoot for 10, but it doesn't usually happen. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. We need to let you get some rest. Thanks so much, Mo. And we'll connect again soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I feel like Mo shared such great tips, both in terms of her story, her example of what's possible, as well as the tips on how to keep your kids safe online. I know that I'm going to be forwarding this one to all my friends with children, especially those with children who are 11 and older. Uh, It's just such a critical age, it seems, where they're most vulnerable. So I do hope you'll take a moment to share it. You can do it easily from your podcast player, whichever one you use. Or if you're actually, if you tune in from my website, I'm not sure if you do or not, but if you tune in from my website, it gives you the option to forward to all of the social media or to email it right at the bottom. It gives you all the icons and makes it super easy. So definitely you can check that out at thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 013 with all of the resources we mentioned today. And while you're there, you can get your copy of the 52 self-care tips that I've created just for you busy women out there who need to make yourself a priority again. So thanks again for tuning in today, and I look forward to connecting with you next Wednesday. Bye for now.